You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com. I hope Y'all have listened to the special episode that we put out earlier tonight. Um, myself, Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres, and Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees came together to have a healthy debate on who the best young shortstop in baseball is. Um, I was not involved uh, in the debate as an orator. I was you know, the judge as they went at each other for who was better between Fernando Tatis Jr. and Glaber Torres. I had to pause before seeing Glaber Torres. Just uh, the simulated season has imprinted such negative emotions with Glaber Torres. But it was an excellent episode. Had a great time doing it. Um, Definitely check it out. Uh, so I can promise you that episode is going to be a lot more entertaining than what we're talking about today, which is a lot of Twitter beef. Woo! This is how you know Bleachy's baseball is back in full force. The tweets are flying fast and furious. And we are going to talk about a couple of situations that came up with the Blue Jays. We're gonna we're gonna save Chase Anderson's oblique injury uh, for another time. So let's start um, with the first of the two Twitter beasts that popped up, and that happened on Friday when discussing what the plans were for the Blue Jays being in this bubble that they're in and the precautions that the Canadian government is taking with any traveler from the United States. Because as we have learned over the past few months, America is... I I almost broke my non-swearing rule on this podcast. It It's borked. Let's let's use that. That's a that's a nice word I like to use for just you know summing up how how beyond broken something is. It is so broken you misspell broken when you say it. Uh, America's borked, and obviously not a good idea to have a lot of travel between the two countries, especially when it comes to just playing baseball games. So, the uh, Canadian government, in regards to the Blue Jays, who are all staying at the Rogers Centre, staying in the hotel there, training, having their their camps, and, you know, trying to get geared up. Rowdy Telez is already geared up. He's he's just socking balls, and I love to see that, because I I would be very excited to see Rowdy Telez just kind of, kind of, you know, throw it back in the haters' faces and just, you know, hit like 15 home runs in 60 games. That'd be cool. I'd like that. But what I want doesn't always happen. 
instead as the plans were laid out that the Blue Jays would be in their bubble essentially for the entire summer that kind of irked Travis Shaw and Travis Shaw let people know about it via Twitter saying there was no way he was staying in that bubble for three months and that he had already paid for a condo that he was not going to be able to stay at and here's the here's the thing with Travis Shaw's comments I understand the point of view that Travis Shaw would have in a baseball sense especially for a guy who's on a one-year deal doesn't have any financial security like some of the other guys who have the luxury of being able to opt out guys like Mike Leake and David Price and Buster Posey and Ryan Zimmerman. Travis Shaw doesn't have that. So he's going to have to play. And sinking a bunch of money into a Toronto condo and not being able to actually use said condo would be a major pain. Especially given condo prices in Toronto. They are truly exorbitant. Like, like, there's no... Uh, the, I, I don't know how people can afford it. Like, if I was living in Toronto right now, I'd be... I'd have to live with, like, five other people in a two-bedroom apartment or something. But... I, I understand that. I understand wanting to have the freedom to be able to go to said place and unwind and not have to worry about being in a communal space. That being said, these are not normal times. People have to abide, especially if people are going to be traveling to the States frequently over the next two months. So Travis Shaw's attitude came off as petulant. It came off as spoiled. And it came off as someone who is out of touch with the reality they find themselves in. Now, Shaw did make a media appearance earlier today where he apologized and said he was being incredibly tone deaf, which is good to admit because he was. He was totally ignoring the situation and just putting it all on himself. And I'm happy that he took that step. That does show some maturity for... A guy who is expected to be Toronto's starting third baseman this year. The proud tradition of Troy Gloss and Corey Kosky. So, for Shaw to be able to do that is huge. But it highlights the bigger problem that a lot of these MLB teams are going to be facing. Everyone has to buy in in order for this to work. If you have a guy who's just going around town, who's not reporting anything, who's still putting himself out on the field, this whole house of cards is going to fall apart very quickly. I mean, just just today, the Yankees announced that garbage person Araldus Chapman has tested positive. Now, Araldus Chapman is a garbage person, but he does not deserve to live with the repercussions of COVID 
as uh, writer Cheryl Ring put it earlier today. And I agree with that sentiment. And Chapman was on the field with other Yankees. And doing so while he was waiting the results of his test. That just cannot happen. If you are still unsure of your results, you have to isolate. You have to think of your teammates as opposed to your desires. And I know the athlete's mentality is like, I want to be out there. I want to be, you know, given given my all for the team. You have to think of the team in a different light right now. The best thing you can do for, for a team is make sure you are not potentially infecting your team. And not spreading this illness, this virus, through a clustered community. And I'm hopeful that Travis Shaw realized that. And I I want to believe Travis Shaw realized that. He had a very solid apology, both written and verbal, today. So I, I choose to believe it. I choose to believe he's learned. I choose to believe he's taken the reactions to heart. And hopefully the Blue Jays, because they have this luxury where they have the hotel in the same building complex as the ballpark, Hopefully they can be successful and hopefully they can make it through the season without any more positive tests. And that would be the best thing for everyone. Like that's, that's my goal. Not playoffs. Just no more positive tests. Let's do that. So we'll talk about the other Twitter thing and I'm going to go a little short on it because I, I talked a fair bit about Travis Shaw and there, there are people involved in the second one that I just don't want to talk about for too long. So, we will do that. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so, Travis Shaw's Twitter beef got a bit of attention. What got a lot of attention was the brewing Twitter beef between former Blue Jays, and former players that don't even know what they're talking about anymore. So, basically, um, for those who don't know and are blissfully unaware, Aubrey Huff got in like two at-bats for the 2012 San Francisco Giants and got a ring for it. And ever since then, he has morphed into... Well, I want to say Greg Zahn on steroids, but I can't remember if Zahn was in the Mitchell Report or not. Um, but no, Aubrey Huff has made himself into this, like, uber-masculine MAGA idiot on Twitter. Like, like desperately trying to take Kurt Schilling's thunder, but, you know, being a, a pale mockery of that. And I say that as someone who has railed against Kurt Schilling on this podcast— for being just a dreadful bigot across all channels. So anyway, Aubrey Huff comes at Marcus Stroman. Fans of the Blue Jays remember Marcus Stroman very fondly. Anyway, says uh, there was was a story about Marcus Stroman um, pushing minor leaguers out of the weight room so he could use it. She's generally attacking Marcus Stroman for his attitude, which 
according to Aubrey Huff's new persona on Twitter, just basically, you know, it's dog whistling. Let's let's just put it what it is. And it probably wouldn't have gotten much attention up here if not for the fact that uh, actual friend of the show, um, Liv at Spice Run, who I had the pleasure of meeting when I was in Toronto, is actually in the photo of my one year anniversary uh, article that I wrote last month. Um, Liv noticed that uh, one Randall Grichuk liked Aubrey Huff's post. That led to a whole back and forth with Strowman. And, you know, they've had beef in the past before. Strowman's accused Grichuk of kind of dogging it out in the field. uh, Grichuk, obviously not a fan of Strowman's attitude in the clubhouse. And it's just led to a whole spat. And suffice to say, Blue Jays fans are very firmly on the side of the player who came back from a torn ACL six months later to pitch in the playoffs as opposed to the guy who just kind of strikes out a lot and maybe has one hot month. No offense. So, Gritch took a beating on Twitter. So, here's what I have to say about this whole scenario. There are reasons that both Marcus Stroman and Randall Grichuk have the levels of success that they do in Major League Baseball. Stroman's determination and unshakable drive and, you know, the giant chip on his shoulder are big reasons to why Marcus Stroman has been able to craft the career he has as a very productive starter, as a guy who can be counted on in clutch situations, and, you know, a guy who is willing to ride or die for his teammates. Randall Gretschuk has been able to piece together some portions of his skill set in order to be a prolific home run hitter and a decent outfielder. But there are also questions about his commitment. There have been questions about his commitment going back to St. Louis. And, you know, you look... At the makeup of the Blue Jays clubhouse. And there aren't many people like Marcus Stroman in there anymore. Anthony Alford and Jonathan Davis are the only ones who actually have a line on potentially breaking with the big club. So it's very easy to say Randall Gritchick's idea of clubhouse culture has won out over Marcus Stroman's idea of clubhouse culture. See what happens when Austin Martin gets in there. But the important thing to take away from all this is that Aubrey Huff is a gigantic piece of garbage. That's the main thing. Randall Grichik shouldn't be liking Aubrey Huff stuff, even if he agrees with it. Because it's, it's just like that letter uh, that went out last week. You have to be aware of the optics of the person you are signing up with. And you have to know what's coming in response. A lot of people didn't do that with that letter. A lot of people got attacked when the true intent of that letter got revealed. Grichuk faced the same thing by liking Aubrey Huff's tweet. 
He associated himself with an absolutely disgusting person. And now he has a question circulating around him. And rightfully so. And he's going to have to address it at some point. Because until then, everyone's just going to be like, well, do you actually believe what Aubrey Huff says about this? Or, you know, do you support his politics? Because that's the world we live in. And until Randall Gritchick gives an answer on that, those are the questions that are going to be circling. And Blue Jays fans have already pretty much made up their mind. They know who they're supporting. And it's the guy with the necklaces. So that will bring us to the end of this episode. Just a reminder, um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, I don't know why, because you missed out on great episodes like the one previous to this one. But you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya. However you get podcasts, you can subscribe to Locked on Blue Jays and make sure you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. And you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are in there because as this episode proves, Twitter is so dumb. So very dumb. And yet we're there. And now that you've reached the end of this episode, you can tell your smart device, hey, smart device, play Locked On Fantasy Baseball. And that'll get you the latest episode with Scott Cullen, who's got a wealth of experience in the industry. I actually have a draft next weekend, so I'm going to be tuning in and, and hopefully, you know, I get to laugh at whoever drafts David Price. Or Buster Posey. The catcher market looking pretty thin. So check that out. Get informed. Win your league. And we'll be back possibly tomorrow as we start to ramp things up. I mean, there's baseball going on. I there there is baseball on TV. Inter-squad games Tuesday, Wednesday from Rogers Center. So I'm gonna try and be on a little more. Try and not be on these weekend shifts. And we'll see what happens in the near future. Hopefully, I still have baseball to talk about. So, until the next time, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysrunacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.